Welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast, presented by SeatGeek. You'll hear from players, coaches, broadcasters, and writers that cover the NFL on a daily basis. The New Orleans Saints podcast starts right now. Here's your host, Aaron Summers. Welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek. I'm Aaron Summers. The New Orleans Saints are coming off a 28-25 loss to the Vikings in London. It was a close game, and it all came down to the very end. A couple field goals back and forth. Will Lutz was able to kick a 60-yarder to tie things up, and then the Vikings answered back with a 47. They took a three-point lead. As seconds were winding down in the game, Lutz attempted one from 61 yards out, and it hit both the upright and the crossbar. Unfortunately, it did not go in, but bounced out. That brought us to the final of 28-25. It was a close game. It was a lot of fun for everybody who made the trip over there in London. And now the Saints are back in New Orleans, back on their regular schedule. They have a day off on Tuesday. They'll be back practicing Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And then Sunday, they'll host the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks are coming off a huge win over Detroit. A ton of points put up in that ball game, and things are looking good for new quarterback Geno Smith. It's going to be an interesting matchup, and hopefully the Saints will have a big crowd there in the Superdome to cheer them on, and we can start getting these victories rolling. There were some bright spots in that game Sunday against the Vikings as Chris Olave got his first NFL touchdown. He now leads the team with 21 catches for 335 yards on the season. Behind him is Michael Thomas, who was unable to go. We're going to watch him and his injury status throughout this week. Andy Dalton got the start at quarterback going 20 of 28 for 236 yards, a touchdown. He had no interceptions, was sacked twice, and then did get the ball stripped once. But overall, he did a really, really good job managing the offense and making his reads. Mark Ingram, Taysom Hill, Latavius Murray all combined for a good effort in the run game. Alvin Kamara unable to go with a rib injury. Another player will be watching as this week goes on. Head coach Dennis Allen did not have an update on Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, and quarterback Jameis Winston's status when he spoke with the media on Monday. But that is something that will start to roll out as they get back on the field, go through some treatment, and see how they're feeling after making that trip back from London. Players will be available to the media today. Those interviews will be rolling out on NewOrleansSaints.com. And of course, as usually is the case, Wednesday is the first injury report and usually the first time we do get to talk with the quarterback for the week. Without further ado, our guest for today is Brian Baldinger of the NFL Network. You can follow him on Twitter for all of his takes. Just search for hashtag Baldy's Breakdowns. Each week, he highlights different players and plays. We talk about that a little bit in the podcast, what's going on with the Saints this season, and just overall thoughts on the NFL through four weeks of play. Here's Baldy now. Brian, thank you so much for joining me on the New Orleans Saints podcast. How are you? I'm good, Aaron. Like, uh, you know, it's every day feels about the same to me. I'm just in, busy <laughs> in preparation and studying and getting ready for these weekends of games. So we're on the train's rolling. You just got to try to keep up right now. I see that you always posting your, your takes on Twitter, your breakdowns. Do you watch every single game? Almost. Yeah. Well, most, most every game by the time Wednesday finishes, I've seen most of them and uh, just about every play. So I just, I, I mean, I post things for a variety of reasons. Sometimes it's just 
you know, great athletic ability. Sometimes it's good technique. Sometimes it's just, you know, giving recognition to players that don't receive much. Mm-hmm. So it's just a variety of things. It's kind of whatever hits me, but um, I kind of spend most of my time Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday right here. Yeah. Watching film, breaking stuff down, getting ready for your broadcast. You were just most recently doing the Raiders Broncos game. Yeah. Where are you this weekend? Uh, I am in Cleveland, the Chargers and the Browns, both, both lost last weekend. So both are looking to kind of right the ship right now. Yeah. You've seen a couple of teams that the saints are going to be facing. Raiders are coming up on the season. Um, most uh, directly ahead of us are the Seahawks. And then um, the game against the Bengals right now, looking at this saints team, what is your just overall evaluation of, of how they've done through the first four weeks? Well, they, they, you know, they're losing the turnover battle just about every week, except for the first game, which just, you know, they happen to win, but they're losing the turnover battle. That's the first thing you look at Aaron is, you know, if you're throwing interceptions and fumbling the ball, I mean, even Andy Dalton played really good on in London, mm-hmm. but he got the one ball stripped out of his hands um by Dalvin Tomlinson and that led to a field goal and the field goal was a difference in the game so that's the the number one thing but you know they played you know without Kamara for most of the season except for one game um you know he's a difference maker he's just a unique player uh obviously they're on their second quarterback but so many good things they just are losing that turnover battle right now to me that's the biggest reason The, the defense isn't taking the ball away and the offense is turning it over and that leads to losses in this league it's just the margins are just that tight mm-hmm. and you can look at Chris Alave and you can look at all the good things they've done, but that, that swings, that swings the pendulum in, in why they've lost three in a row right now. The saints are last in takeaways, giveaways ratio, negative seven in the league. So definitely an area that statistically they're not doing well in. You mentioned Chris Alave, our rookie here. He's mm-hmm. definitely somebody that stood out maybe because he doesn't see as much coverage of the, you know, the top corner safeties in the league when you have Michael Thomas on the field, or you have somebody like Jarvis Landry on the field, drawing attention. But what have you seen from him that you've liked? You know, Aaron, honestly, I saw the same thing I'm seeing now is what I saw at Ohio state. Like he is an elite route runner and he can beat man coverage. Like when you can beat man coverage, Patrick Peterson, whoever it is lines up in front of it, you could play wide receiver in this league. But then if you, understand the nuances, the, the man zone covered schemes and where the dead spots are and how to win for your quarterback to be able to find you. Like it's all those things. And, you know, it's why right now, you know, through four weeks, like he leads his team in receiving. Mm-hmm. Like he is, you know, he's, he's an elite route runner. He's got great hands. And I expect him to continue to do the rest of the season what we see him do the first month of the season. Guys, you mentioned 335 yards so far through the season. Finally got into the end zone, got his first touchdown in the NFL last week, hooking up with Andy Dalton. We did see Andy Dalton, the starting quarterback, go full game. You mentioned that he did well. He was 20 of 28, 236 yards, touchdown, no interceptions, albeit you did mention that fumble. What did you like about his game, and what did you think he added to the offense? Well, it's a tough atmosphere. Like, you know, first of all, you know, it's a different field. It's a different crowd. Um, the Vikings are a talented defense, but I thought he handled the pocket really good. Uh, for the most part, you, know, you had a backup left guard. You've got a backup left tackle playing in there. Uh, you know, you don't know, and you're going up against Darius Smith and Daniil Hunter. You're going to get some fierce pass rush. I thought he handled the pocket really good. I saw. I thought he saw the field well, like, mm-hmm. as he usually does. He, did, he didn't miss many. Um, 
you know, and he, he gave him a chance. He gave him a chance right to the end, even in the throw to Alave, you know, in the middle of the field with 24 seconds to go. He gave him a chance. Maybe they, they could have gotten one more play in there to get a little bit closer to try to send that game to OT. But I don't think you could have asked any more from Andy Dalton in that situation, in that week, um, than what he actually did. I thought he played really well. The, for the most part, you know, just taking care of the football and not putting it up for grabs. You've seen a lot of games. Can you ask any more out of a kicker when they make a 60-yard no. field goal than to, to ask them to make a 61? Especially when the 61-yarder is dead solid perfect and it hits the crossbar. Yeah. It's off it. Like, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't have these kind of stats in front of me, but I don't think anybody's ever made two from 60 in a game. No, I don't it know hasn't that anybody's. Happened. Okay, thank you. And yeah. then I don't know if anybody has ever attempted two from 60 in a game. I mean, that'd be the next question. Yeah. Uh, you know, making one from 60 to give you a chance is one thing. To ask a kicker to make two from 60 or beyond is, you know, I mean, we just, we're seeing guys kick further and further and, and the accuracy is going up and up and up. But that's, uh, you know, in a land where soccer is uh, primary, uh, the mm -hmm. soccer fans got a kick out of those kicks. Oh, I'm sure they enjoyed it. The atmosphere looked great. The stadium, they definitely put on a show. That was a tight ball game down the stretch. Very exciting yep. for them. Defensively, the Saints have always been known to be very strong, especially against the rush. It's been an area that they've been up and down in. I think they've kind of figured it out. Their pass rush has been really good as well. What areas do you think that they still need to improve on or kind of tighten up? Well, I mean, they're always they're always pretty solid. I mean, they got a yeah. big defensive front or four man front. I mean, look, I have as much respect for Marshawn Lattimore as anybody, but he had a rough day against Justin Jefferson. I mean, that's just what elite mm -hmm. route runners can do to you. And they don't typically give Marshawn a lot of help. So, you know, they're asking him to shut down, you know, top five receiver in his business. And he had a hard time. Um, that doesn't happen. I mean, Mike Evans, he owns him, you know, like it's just, it's just one of those things, but I'd say right now, you know, Tyra Matthew got the one interception. They're not taking the ball away. And typically, when you have invested as much in your defensive line as they have, Peyton Turner and, you know, I mean, all the guys they have there, you want to get more from your defensive line. And you want to get more tip balls. You want to get more sacks. You want, you know, you want to make, you want to take the ball away more than they have. And that's that's what's missing right now. They're, they're, so, they're a solid defense. They're they're not that much different what they've been. Maybe the safety position is you know, in flux because of all the changes. Mm -hmm. And so that takes a little time. But that's really what's missing right now is just the takeaways and the splash plays that just they just aren't doing enough of right now. How much do you think the injuries have been a factor through this point in the season? Because we've had people in and out. Winston's been a little banged up. Kamara not being able to go. Hill's missed a game. So it's it's kind of been a different position each game that they've really been lacking in. Yeah, it's true, Aaron, but you really, nobody, you know, this is the, the no mercy league. Nobody's feeling sorry for you. Mm -hmm. It's the next guy up, you know, Hurst is in there for, you know, the rookie tackle right now for as long as he could go. I mean, Throckmorton's in there at left guard last week. I mean, you, you got a 53 man roster and you got a 16 man, you know, practice squad for a reason. And everybody is playing backups at some position. Like the saints aren't using it as any excuse. They just aren't. Andy Dalton came in and played really well for Jameis. So, you know, the guys get an opportunity to play like they want to play and they want to be in there. And so it's really, it's a factor because really, you know, look, Ingram has played well. 
Uh, Murray played well, but Kamara's he's a difference maker. I mean, in the passing game, uh, his ability to break tackles, I mean, he's second to none. But in the meantime, you got to go with what you got. Offensively, they're putting up big numbers, maybe just in the fourth quarter. They've scored 49 points in the fourth quarter. They're clearly doing well through the air. I think, oh, let's see, they 363 yards average, 252 through the air. So I, I know they're playing catch up in a lot of these games towards the end, and that's why they're having to go for more of those uh, big pass plays but they have shown the ability to be efficient offensively. It just seems like it's more of a consistency thing. How do you develop that or find that consistency? We got to play through it, Aaron. I mean, you know, every game is different, but you know, the loss to the bucks, I mean, the interceptions really hurt them, you know, and Tampa is a good defense, but you know, last week, you know, Tampa had it handed to them. I mean, you know, so it's, you gotta, you, you know, you gotta execute. And then against Carolina, like they, they threw that blitz zero at them. And they didn't have an answer for it. It led to some interceptions, some splash plays. <clears throat> Every game is a little bit different. So you got to be able to adjust during the game. And I would say, uh, and be able to fix things that are you know, that you're struggling with. And and so it, it seems like, you know, in the fourth quarter, they're, they're turning it around. But like, you got to you got to identify areas that you struggle with early and you got to fix them during a the game. You can't wait to the fourth quarter. How much easier is it to do that when you have the type of leadership that you have in some of these position groups like Demario Davis? And you've mentioned Ingram, Kamara. You have people that have been on this team for a while now. Oh, look, they, they got a mature veteran team. You know, I mean, you can't ask for anything more than the guys you just mentioned. Um, you know, they 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 know the hole that they're in right now. Um, but they have the, the they, they have all the leadership necessary to come out of the hole. It's an early season crypt. Nothing gets decided in September. We just turned the, the, the calendar October. Um, there's plenty of time to put streaks together in this business. And they have all of the leadership um, necessary to be able to do it. So they, you can't look outside the organization. You can't, you know, uh, hope that Sean Payton comes back. I mean, all that stuff that people could talk about. Like, they have everything it takes, you know, to become a, a winning team. And they could beat all those teams in their division. It always starts in your own division. And so... Uh, everybody's uh, everybody has their their struggles right now, mm-hmm. but the the important thing is to identify your weaknesses, fix those, address them, and then overcome them. Anybody on the Saints squad that has stood out to you this season? Somebody that caught your eye that maybe you didn't expect? Well, I think Cesar Ruiz is playing good football, and I know you know. Look, the guy never played guard in his life. Yeah. Until he came to New Orleans, he was a center at Michigan. The only position he's really ever played. And so, you know, he's in there battling it. And I, and I know Caesar, he got bigger, he got stronger this year. He's kind of rebuilt his body, but I think he's playing good football in there. Him and Ramchek are a good right side. I don't think anybody ever really, you know, thinks of Caesar Ruiz as a guy. You know, I mean, you talk about the injuries, you talk about the backups, but I think Caesar has caught my eye as a guy that has improved physically, and I think he's improved his play. Well, he was able to have a full offseason for the first time since he's been drafted because of COVID and how that altered everything. So I think that time was really valuable for him. And we're seeing that on the field, as well as some of these other players that are just in their third year. Well, I mean, Doug Marone's a new offense line coach. Doug Marone's been in the league a long time. He's a good offense line coach. Guys like him. They play hard for him. And so, you know, it's, it's a struggle right now with all the injuries that they've had, starting with Trevor in the preseason and all that. Like you can't get your five together, 
And that's always a little frustrating when you when you're trying to put your offense in and you're trying to install week in, week out. Like who's in, who's up? Uh, you know, do we have a sixth offensive lineman if we have to run the ball? Like who's who's in that position? Like all those things mm-hmm. that you have to game plan for. Like it's it's been a little difficult. How much more do you think the Saints need to rely on their run game and establishing that? I thought they ran the ball really well at times against Minnesota. I mean, really well. There was time when, you know, they, they used both uh, Ingram, Murray, and then Taysom, you know, in his role. And I thought they were really effective at times. They didn't run for a ton of yards in a game. Mm-hmm. They didn't break any records, but I thought they ran the ball really effectively. They bounced it up. You know, they, they had a chance to put up more points than they did, um, you know, all the way to the very end. So uh, when Kamara comes back, you know, he's just another guy. But they have – everybody that's there, like they've all left the nest. They come back to the nest, you know, um, they know what saints football is all about. They know what the roles are, whether it's a backup starter, inactive, whatever it might be, they kind of know what the roles are and they're really good at playing those roles. What have you seen from head coach Dennis Allen taking over, obviously been a head coach before been with this team for a long time, but being able to be in the head coaching role with this team, and they've well, had some I, struggles here in the in the first few weeks, but how do you think he's responded? Well, you know, you got to keep a steady ship. You know, things aren't going great right now. And so that's when you you need your head coach. That's when you need the leadership. That's when you need the guidance. That's when you need, like, to burn the midnight oil to game plan and to make sure that you're prepared. That's his job is to make sure that all areas are prepared. The defense hasn't changed that much. The safety position has changed a great deal. That's all with the back end of your defense is really, really important to give, you know, to, to prevent big plays. But I think Dennis has been fine. Like the turnover thing right now, they've got to fix that. And they got to stop it because that's, I don't care who your head coach is. If you're minus seven at the bottom of the ranks right now in the NFL through the first month, you're not going to have a winning season. You're just not going to do it in this league. It's just the parity, Aaron, is too, it's too tight. Mm-hmm. I don't care what anybody's records are or anything else. I saw the Raiders at 0-3 play almost a flawless game against Denver. And even that, they, it took a defensive fumble recovery for a touchdown to, to win that game. And that's with everything going right. Yeah, it's definitely an area that they've talked about over the past couple of weeks. So hopefully something they can figure out this upcoming week with a couple home games ahead of them. Just kind of a big picture on the overall league, any team that you really like at this point in the season. I know you said there's a lot more time left in the season. You can't really put too much on September, but kind of through the through the first month, anybody that you really like. Well, I mean, look, you you can't help but not notice what's going on with some of these new coaches, you know, mm-hmm. what Kevin O'Connell is doing in Minnesota, you know, what Brian Dable's doing with very, very little. I mean, they played a game the other day. They beat the Bears. I'll beat the Bears, but they beat them with basically not even using wide receivers. I mean, they just figured out a way to run the ball with three tight ends, wide receivers with blockers, but that was the best formula to win. Um, you know, what the Eagles are doing right now, I, I don't know if it's a huge surprise, but to be undefeated right now with a quarterback that people seem to have questions about, I don't because I, I feel like I know the kid, but, you know, you're 4-0 in this business right now. You play in a rainstorm the other day. Uh, you play almost flawless football. Like, all phases are working together. Those are really impressive. And then just see the Jets at 2-2 two and two, um, with as young as they are, backup quarterbacks, you know, for large stretches of the season. But to be 2-2 two and two against the AFC North, um, you know, that's that's been impressive. 
obviously what Miami has done. I mean, there's there's a lot of great stories, but I don't care if you're three and one or one and three. It doesn't matter right now. What matters is at some point this year, you stack four or five wins together, and you'll turn the entire confidence of your team, your organization, and and your city around. I love that. That's a really good mentality for us to have definitely here. Before I let you go, one question on the Seahawks. You you mentioned another quarterback in Jalen Hurts that people still have questions about. What have you thought about Geno Smith's ability to take over that team and how they, well they're doing this season? It's remarkable. I mean, Geno Smith's been in the league for a decade. Nobody ever thought that he could play at this level. He's playing at, a, at the highest level right now, and he's making – I mean, he's getting the ball to his wide receivers and he's extending plays and he's taking care of the football. Like he's been, he's been remarkable, really remarkable. And Gino's a good guy. He really is a good mm-hmm. guy. Um, but he's learned a lot from Russell Wilson. He's learned a lot in some of the stops he's made. He's learned, you know, he made some mistakes early in his career. I think he's learned from everything. And the big thing is just talking to him this summer at training camp is the organization, Pete Carroll, John Schneider, the general manager, they're behind Gino. You know, they really are. They, they, he knows that they have his back. And it's a tough division, but Gino has played really, really well. And, you know, kudos to him for what he's done. Yeah, that was a shootout against Detroit this past weekend. We'll see what's in store as the Saints have the Seahawks here on Sunday. But, Brian, I really appreciate you joining me today. Good luck with all the prep this week and with your game this weekend. Thank you, Aaron. I appreciate it. Anytime. Good luck. Uh, Give all my best to the Houdat Nation. They're, they're a special group. Absolutely. We are excited right. to be back home for a game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Always appreciate the time that he is able to give us wealth of knowledge, a fun follow on Twitter at BaldyNFL. We'll have you covered throughout the week right here on NewOrleansSaints.com with all the stories and interviews as the Saints are back at practice Wednesday through Friday and getting ready for that game Sunday against the Seattle Seahawks. It is a 12 o'clock kick and will also be on Fox if you want to watch it there or you can tune in on the radio or come to the Dome. Come hang out with us. Put on your black and gold and cheer on the Saints. We have a lot more season left and there is a lot of good opportunities ahead of this team with these two home games back-to-back against the Seahawks and then the Cincinnati Bengals will be in town to start putting some W's in that win column. Thanks so much for joining me on the New Orleans Saints podcast. You can find this on Spotify, iTunes, or NewOrleansSaints.com. I'll be back with you on Wednesday. Thanks for listening to the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek. Join us three times per week on NewOrleansSaints.com, the Saints mobile app, or you can download the podcast on iTunes. We'll see you next time right here on the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek.